G'day, Troy Dean, and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation Podcast. I'm coming to you from the ridiculously beautiful Encinitas Beach here in sunny Southern California. Uh, it's just absolutely spectacular. Uh, I'll just uh, let you have a look at that view of the... I mean, this is basically what I'm looking at here. It's just completely gorgeous, and I feel very blessed to be able to be sitting here on the beach with a few of my buddies, brainstorming and masterminding. And while we were here, we thought we'd make a couple of episodes of the podcast. So this week, uh, this week's episode, our feature guest is Nick Fickelal, who is a lead gen specialist and has a software company called Leads Hook. He's based in Sydney in Australia. So we talk about lead generation, high yield lead generation. We talk about how to use surveys and quizzes to get high yield lead generation into your business. And we talk about some of the headaches and problems and pains in the neck with running a software uh, company. It's a fabulous episode. You'll get tons out of it. Stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this probably thousands of members all over the world but it still really is something that I'm very passionate about and, and of course if you join WP Elevation we make revenue and we make profit so it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it and partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. G'day folks, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation and we are here on the beautiful beach in Encinitas in sunny Southern California and I'm here with my good friend Nick Thickelau from Lead Talk. Hey Nick, how you doing? Good buddy, how are you? Awesome man, thank you for you, doing you, this. You didn't do that? I didn't do that one. No, you, no, no, you I didn't do, do that. that. You gotta oh, do that. There we go. Otherwise we haven't started yet. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you What's for having me. What's going on? Me. Why are we here? What's, what, what, what are we doing? Who are you? What's your background? And Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Can what you, is art? Can you put me to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> look into my eyes. <laughs> look into, into my, my eyes. eyes. That's right. That's right. Let's have an NLP session. Who am I? Nothing, man. I just focus on lead generation. To run a decent sized business, mm-hmm. helping guys like you grow, mm-hmm. come to Southern California, chill out. And you've, you've got a software company, right? I you've do have a software, software company, yeah. But, uh, but I've done quite a few things in the past. Yeah. At the moment, focusing on high yield lead generation. Yep. How much of a pain in the ass is it to have a software business? It's actually quite painful because um, it really is a step into the unknown. Um, there's a lot of stuff you'll discover about yourself and you'll also discover how much you don't know <laughs> and you'll also discover that it's far more difficult than what they tell you in the $97 ebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to get a SaaS business in a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't quite work that way. No. And you're not an actual developer, are you? I do not have a software development background, um, which I think is an advantage because you don't have any, any blinders on when you come into it. Right. Yeah. So I didn't know what, that it couldn't be done. You didn't know that it couldn't be done. Yeah, so yeah. therefore you just do it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've been speaking a little bit about this over the last few days, but 
Um, before before we get into lead gen and talk more about lead talk, yeah. I want to learn a little bit about how you recruited your team. I uh, would run competitions, mm -hmm. so uh, I would it, basically first you need to understand what you want to get done, not just now, but in the future, because you want to build a team that scales. Uh, as your business grows. Mm -hmm. And that applies to any position in the organization. It doesn't have to be just uh, just software development. Mm -hmm. It could be your chief financial officer, your marketing person, or whatever it is. And so you get a picture or a vision of, of where you want to be in a few months or a few years from now, mm -hmm. and you recruit for that. And so you come up with a project or you come up with a test case or a test scenario uh, that replicates what it would be like in the future, and you get them to you test them to that. So the test project is done for that. I hired people uh, to basically fulfill the, the test or do the test mm -hmm. and see who delivered the best results. Uh, and I would have a bit of a honeypot sitting at the end of it. So mm -hmm. the winner would take uh, you know, a, a few hundred bucks or a few thousand dollars, whatever the, the, yep. the job was. And uh, that's, that's how, how I, I started. Because I, I figured, because in, in a prior business, you know, uh, I've done quite a bit of recruitment. Interviews were never highly indicative, or certainly in my experience, interviews weren't highly indicative of, and that's probably because I didn't know how to interview properly, right. uh, but uh, they weren't highly indicative of whether this person was going was to be a good performer or not. So I figured it was far easier, especially when you're developing virtual teams, mm -hmm. uh, to just make them do a test. And that is, it requires them to, to um, you know, kind of complete it successfully. But what I would also do is, is keep the the results that they had to give quite vague mm -hmm. so that uh, they had to also do some research and make assumptions and and a whole bunch of other stuff that would normally occur in a real life situation right. because very rarely is, is everything mapped out for you before yeah. you attempt it yeah and so you want to you want also want to replicate that sort of a thing in your test how many people <coughs> uh how many people do you reckon you weed out Okay, so for every time I put up a project, you'd get about 30 to 40 people who would say they were interested in doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, about uh, 10 would complete. Right. Most would just drop out right. um, even before starting. Yeah. And then off that, uh, about seven or eight would complete successfully. And you'd have, normally have one or two or three people who, who were very good. In some cases, you had no one that was good. Right. Um, and that's fine. You just rerun the test or, yep. or change the parameters a bit. Yeah. Or maybe I didn't market it well enough. So have, have another go of it and uh, see if you find uh, uh, someone else. Um, I think it's Seth Godin who once said, uh, and it might not be him, someone will correct me, um, higher skill, uh, higher character and teach skill. Yeah. What I like about your approach, though, is that you're basically testing both in that one Correct. experiment. Yeah. So you're testing their technical ability to solve the problem, but you're also testing their character because if they're not resourceful and they're, not, they they and they're not creative Correct. and they can't problem solve, then they're not gonna be a good fit for the team. Absolutely. Yeah. Where did you learn this? How did you, how did you I, stumble across this? Because my first like 20 or 30 hires online were all disasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. So it only took you about 20 or 30 <laughs> yeah, to figure this something yeah, wrong here, Yeah, right? yeah, that was like, maybe it's not them, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and yeah, so it's, it's, it's been a, an organic process, I, I didn't like, you know, have a revelation one day or something of that sort. Right. Uh, it was just, uh, okay, well, maybe try this, maybe try that. And then one day, uh, I was, what I did was I, I was looking for a way to test them after I hired them mm. to see if they were competent. And then it occurred to me that, you know, just give them the damn test as, the, yeah. as part of the recruitment. 
Yeah. And so if they crossed that hurdle, that showed a lot because yeah. most people, as you know, don't yeah. show up, don't yeah. turn up. Yeah, yeah. And this allowed, this uh, ensured that they t not just turned up, but also uh, I'd keep the project vague enough that they had to really, you know, kind yeah. of dig deep to, to deliver. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that, yeah. And that's been the, the way uh, I've recruited ever since. Um, awesome. And your team are all remote? 100% remote, yeah. not a single person in Australia. Yeah. Um, and uh, all over the world, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so now I want to talk a little bit about the... So you've got this software called Leadtook, which we're going to talk a little bit more about in a moment. Yeah. But it's essentially lead generation software, right? That's, that's kind of the function that it, that it performs, yeah? Correct. Why lead gen? Um, it's, it's the one part of the business where, where uh, if, you, if you can lead gen properly, pretty much you can solve any other problem by hiring people. Right. So, so if you throw money at any other part of the organization, uh -huh. uh, you'll solve it. You know, you can get yourself a chief operating officer, a chief financial officer, or hire yourself a, a good set of consultants to uh -huh. fix the other parts of the business. Mm -hmm. Because if you've, if you've learned how to acquire customers, mm. then you've pretty much you've solved, I mean, that is the business. Yeah. There is no business unless you can acquire customers. Yeah. And so that is the primary function of, of, any, of any business, or, or, or an entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, to, to acquire customers. But you don't acquire customers unless you've worked out how to put an offer in front of someone or some sort of a pitch. And so you want to solve that first. Mm -hmm. Once you've solved that, the rest is sort of detail. You know? right. It doesn't mean that I don't want to you know, play down that the rest of the stuff will solve itself, but uh, it, it is a far smaller problem to have than the other way around, which is uh, I've got this beautiful business, I have my accounting team in place, the operations are in place, yeah. everything in place, but I've got no, no idea how to get customers. Yeah, that customers yeah, so yeah. That's, that's a far more difficult problem to solve yeah. than the other way around. And I love, yesterday we were talking <coughs> and you were saying a buddy of yours was saying, you know, he wants to go into business, wants to start his own business and he was going to develop a business plan and your approach is, if you want to start a business, go and find your first customer. That's it, yeah. yeah, yeah. It takes the kind of like the BS out of the whole process. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say you shouldn't do. Now, having said that, if your business is to raise money, mm -hmm. then, you need, then your job is to go make a business plan. Yeah, sure. You know, because yeah. then you're going to show it off in front of people and show yeah. them a trajectory of uh, high growth and you know, we're going to exit out in five years and all yep. that sort of stuff. Yep. And so now you're not in the business of acquiring customers, you're in the business <laughs> of selling a business plan. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine if that's, yeah. if that's what you want to do. Yep. But end of the day, when you're going to open up your business, uh, it is custom acquisition mm. the way it matters. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things I really like about that is that when you, like the very, the very act of going and finding a paying customer, you learn about the market, their, their pain points and what it is they respond to. You learn about the messaging that you need to put out that resonates yeah. with the market. And you learn about the product that you have yeah. to, the offer that you have to put in front of them to get them to take action. Absolutely. So you, it's a rapid learning cycle by actually going and getting yeah. customers to start paying you for your product or service. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about lead gen. We were talking uh, earlier uh, off camera about high yield lead gen. Yep. So what, is, what does high yield lead gen mean exactly? Okay, so most of the people who do lead gen think that it's, it's about getting a name and an email or a phone number. Mm -hmm. If you're doing offline, it'll be a phone number mm -hmm. or an address. Mm -hmm. uh, online, generally, people just ask for a name and email, or in some cases, just the email. And unfortunately, that doesn't really tell you much. Sure. Uh, if your ad was about, I don't know, catfighting, then, then the person is somewhat interested in catfighting, otherwise you wouldn't turn up. Catfighting? Yeah, catfighting, yeah. Or underwater kickboxing. Interesting niche. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> that's right. Um, it's growing, it's, it's an open market. <laughs> catfighting.com, catfightingsecrets.com. <laughs> Download the ebook. Yeah, that's the JV, that's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, sorry, where was I? 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was how a big name, guys. So you were saying, how you would lead you, and you were saying, um, you know, if you're doing online, it's collecting an email address, and then right, okay, yeah, offline, yeah, it's yeah. collecting a phone so number. So then what happens is that, is that normally you find, at least in the online world, is you capture the name in the email, and you try and present an offer right in front of them. Unfortunately, we don't know enough yet, except that they're interested in catfighting, yeah. and they've given a name, an email. Mm -hmm. Is that our Blackhawk picking us up? Yeah, it is. I think it is. That's it's Uncle Frank Kern flying in a helicopter uh, out right. there off the... Uh, uh, to going yeah. to La Jolla. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I ignore this here. <laughs> uh, and so it would be good to pick up other data about who they are before you present an offer to them. Mm. And the reason for that is because you want to see where they are in the marketing continuum or buying continuum or, or, or in a essentially a, 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 a sequence of uh, have they bought the problem yet mm -hmm. uh, and if they've bought the problem then that's fine then you want to direct them to to uh, that they can solve the problem mm -hmm. at that point you start looking for solutions mm -hmm. and then that's when the products and offers come in and often so just by capturing a name and email and, and knowing that they're interested in catfighting mm. doesn't tell you where they are in that continuum mm. so if you present the offer too early then obviously there's no sale, mm. and some portion of the market will buy right away because mm. you they they uh, you happen to catch someone mm. at the phase where they're looking for a product. Mm -hmm. But in and of itself, that it just capturing just a few data points is not there. So so the high yield uh, investing is a bit much like high yield investing, um, high yield lead generation is a bit like high yield investing, where you want to capture a bit more about them so that you know where they are psychologically from a behavioral perspective mm -hmm. as well as what their beliefs are about their own problem right. and you can do that quite easily with uh, with with uh, quiz questions and and things of that sort mm -hmm. um, and that's why I've been my high, high yield is uh, I think for the Michael Gerber one people went through about 25 different steps before they gave their name and email yeah so we knew a lot of data about who they were mm. so behind that you could have done any number of offers to them because you know exactly where they are in the in the buying continuum or the marketing continuum yeah and it just makes life much easier to then so if someone tells you that they haven't quite bought the problem yet then your job in marketing would be to sell the problem first gotcha and then move them along um, along the way and based on how they answer the questions you can locate them on a on the buying continuum gotcha and the thing I like about questions and surveys and quizzes is that it's interactive so you're not just broadcasting a message to the customer, yeah. you're asking them to get involved in a conversation. Right, now what we've also done is, is lead, um, Leads Hook allows you to dynamically generate lead magnets. Right. So, so the pitch for the quiz is that we're gonna give you something that's gonna solve your problem or something where you're gonna learn a bit more about who you are rather than just a PDF. Gotcha. Because the PDF now you're putting responsibility upon your, your lead yeah. to go through a 25 page document or whatever that it is yeah. to work out which bits apply to them. Yeah. But if they've answered the questions about what their problems are or, or what, what, sort of, what sort of solutions they're looking for mm -hmm. or what benefits they're looking for, mm -hmm. then you can dynamically generate the, the lead magnet or the thank you page or whatever you want to call it wow. so that it can, so it serves their need right away. Right. Now you just create a ton of value, which just yeah. means that they're more likely to share it. Yep. And you've just kind of offered a ton of value, which means that they're more likely to buy from you. Right. Um, so I, I'm still trying to get my head around the dynamically created thank you page or the, 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 the dynamically created offer. We've been talking about this over the last few days. How does that work exactly? Like without giving away the secret sauce, how does it work? <laughs> Sign up on leads.com. <laughs> um, mention Troy D. <laughs> That's how you get the secret sauce. Um, so 
for every answer or every question that you have, you can create as many answers as you want, uh -huh. and you can create rules or, or attach uh, bits of content. Could be video, audio, images, combination thereof, uh, with each answer. And and as they go down the the, the quiz funnel, mm -hmm. uh, the system automatically accumulates these pieces of content, which then it pieces together on the final page. Wow. And that's uh, that's very cool. We, which yeah, and so that's why. But not just that, we've been we've been able to add uh, some some charting software mm -hmm. as well that allows you to dynamically generate charts so that people can locate where they are um, to to help them take to the next level. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and you and we were talking last night about the the optimal funnel, working out the optimum sequence or pathway from someone uh, opting in via any kind of traffic source and opt yep. opting in for any kind of quiz or any kind of offer yep. and what's the optimum pathway that they take to then buy and so yep. you, you were saying that you've been able to build uh, multiple kind of funnels and then turn off the ones that aren't working and just optimize the one that is working. Yeah. Can, you, so, can you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, sure. So if, you, if you're buying traffic or for the matter anything, uh, you can pass a lot of data about where this person is coming from. So mm -hmm. for example, if you're doing Facebook ads, uh, you know, you could pass the interest, you, yep. could, you could pass their, their age uh, or age um, bracket, bracket or bucket. Yep. Yep. Um, you can also, so if your ad was about a, uh, a certain emotional appeal, mm -hmm. you could pass that as a, as a, as a, as a tag as in the URL tag as well. Gotcha. That this ad was about greed or this uh, uh, ad was about wealth or whatever it was. Yep. And you can, so now you have all this data available about where this person came from. Mm -hmm. Then you have all the quiz questions and answers that they gave you. So you've captured a whole lot of data about what path it took through your survey. Mm -hmm. And now finally, you're able to give them the emails that you, you could track that as well, as well as the offers that they had and the products they bought. So after you've had, let's say, a thousand sales or whatever, you could literally take all the data, put it into a pivot table, or you could do a funnel inversion. You flip it over and you start from the sales mm -hmm. and you say, well, where is all these sales coming from? What are the majority of the people that bought? What do they look like? So, so the, the, the quiz questions will give you behavioral and psycho, psychological data about them. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the traffic source data obviously comes from the traffic source. Yep. And then the product and revenue sales data mm -hmm. comes from your shopping cart or mm -hmm. whatever platform you use to actually generate the sale. Mm -hmm. So now you know exactly where did the majority of your sales come from, but a whole lot of psychological data about them. Mm. Now you can take all the data back out and go back into other traffic sources, whether it be Google or back into Facebook, and redo your campaigns based on this extra intel you have now about who are these people that are buying your stuff. Gotcha. But not just that, you can also split test offers. Like so for example, if person A may see an offer for $5, another may see it for $100. Mm. And so there you also want to optimize price uh, because there are market segments that only buy on a particular price. And if you have a product that can be dynamically changed, you could actually literally serve many market segments, even if it's the same product at different price points. Right. Yeah. That's, I'm processing. <laughs> I'm going to have a look at this later. I know you're going to show me a little bit later. Um, so what's, if there was, if there was one thing, let's just switch gears a little bit and, and look and at that's it. that's what makes it high yield. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, and for those that don't understand, high yield is, what we're basically trying to do here is maximize the return on investment, right? Right. Yeah. Rather than playing, uh, rather than be seduced by volume of leads. Yeah. Uh, it's more about the quality of the lead. Yeah, yeah. Because so, the because the myth is, and I've made this mistake so many times myself, is that, you know, let's just turn up the the ad spend. Yeah. Let's just throw more traffic into the funnel. Yeah. That's not always the answer, let's, is it? Let's let's scream louder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a bit like that. Yeah. Um, from a business point of view, 
what's the if there was one thing you could fix about the business, not not so much the product, but the, the team, the business. If there's one thing you could fix in the next thirty days, what would it be? Uh, in, in in my yeah, business, yeah. oh. Um, or you can fix it in mine if you want. Yeah, sure, well, <laughs> let, let's fix it. Yeah, let's, let's work on yours. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> let's get inside your head. There's so lots of room in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, in my business, um, actually, I'm, we're kind of doing okay. The only thing that I would fix is, is uh, I'd uh, probably add, add a lot more, uh, actually, have a lot more customers give more feedback, right. which we're working on now. So we've opened up the channels for, for more feedback to, from the BD users. Yeah. In, in what ways is, is uh, Leads Hook not serving you? Mm -hmm. And if it were, uh, and, and then whatever we get, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll then see if it adds value to lots of other people. So there are some feature requests that we get or, or changes that, that, that are requested that actually, uh, they're more kind of, you know, I'd like to have that, but it gotcha. has, adds, adds, adds no value to the software, in, uh, uh, which means it adds no value to anybody else. Yeah. Um, so we'd like to, every feature we get, we'd like to see what's the value of this to the entire group of users. Yeah. Um, and if, if it's going to turn uh, your lead gen into more high yield, mm -hmm. then that's something uh, that we want to deploy right away. Do you have a criteria that you go through to make that decision? Because you were saying last yeah, night that correct. you try and add features pretty quickly. Yes. So you have a criteria that you go through to, to sort of correct. triage which one you're going to work on yeah. first. So rather than using use case, which normally people do in software development, mm -hmm. we like to, uh, I like to call something called value case, mm -hmm. which is what's the value of this, of this feature? And by value, I mean how much more money can someone make if this was deployed? Gotcha. And, and that usually goes to the top of the queue. And is so, that so, so if you tell me, you know what, I, I want my page a little bit wider, uh, like, you know, there's no value to that. Yeah, yeah, but if yeah. you tell me that, you know, I'd like to add video in my answers, yeah. then we'll add that as soon as possible yeah. because that just makes sense. And how much of this is based on your gut feel and your experience as an entrepreneur and how much of it is based on uh, sort of quantitative? No, it, it, it's all quantified, yeah. Right. So, so I, 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 uh, we obviously you can't quantify everything, yeah. but the, the, the point is that the, there are two metrics we want to look at. Number one is, is uh, does the value of Leads Hook increase itself to a new prospective customer? Mm -hmm. Like, holy crack, you know, you guys are doing this video thing. Mm -hmm. No one else does, is doing it, mm -hmm. so I'd like to sign up. Mm -hmm. So that's one way of seeing value. The other one is the existing users. Yeah. Uh, will they get value right away? Yeah. And, and if so, uh, how much would that be worth? Yeah. Um, so, but we prioritize existing customer base before prospective customer base. Gotcha. You've got, you, you got to look after your, 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 your current users first. Yeah. Um, you can do this offline too, can't you? Can do it in any business, right? Yeah, but the whole the whole high yield lead gen thing. Uh, like, absolutely, I mean, we're, we're talking yeah, specifically yeah, yeah, about online yeah, surveys yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and funneling people through a series yeah, it's, of questions. But you can do this offline. It's about the pitch. Um, so if I just say, you know, give me your name, you know, give me your name and phone number because I want to sell you more stuff. Yeah. No one's going to give you anything. That's right. But if you say, well, you know what? There's we're doing some research about this, or we're looking for a new way of helping people buy houses, or whatever it be. There's mm. a, it, it's far more subtle and people are more likely to give you uh, information about themselves because it, el it helps them. Mm. And so you really need to look at it from their perspective. Mm. From a technical point of view, um, is Leads Hook, you, it's a SaaS, so, and I'm thinking in terms of the WordPress consultants watching this, uh, it's a SaaS where you set up all the quizzes and everything inside and then there's just a bit of JavaScript is there that you place That's on the it, website? A small script, you put it anywhere you want. Gotcha. Yeah. So our and it's fully responsive, so you can put it in one of those side 
um, what do you call sidebars. So what if, our, what if our, some of our audience are consultants, they have multiple clients, can they run multiple quizzes on behalf of clients? Correct, because each quiz allows you to set up its own tracking. Right. So let's say, for example, you because you, uh, most of your clients or most of their clients will have their own Google Analytics accounts. Yeah. So you can set up each quiz as a, in, as a, to go to a separate um, to a separate uh, Google Analytics account. Wow. So that way um, you don't have to, so yeah, so we've made it fairly flexible and scalable right. so that that way you can, uh, you can out of the one account, you can run it for everybody else. Wow, um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So if, so if you were really specializing in lead gen as a consultant, you could have one lead hook account and run multiple surveys for multiple clients and just Correct. add massive value. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a, um, you probably don't because it's early days, but do you have a reseller or an affiliate program yet? Not yet. Is no, that something that yet. you're thinking yeah, about? Uh, yeah, 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 we are thinking of that. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, what I really want leads hook to do is, is the leads hook to sell leads hook. Right. So, so um, we're creating a, a quiz uh, on leads hook. Yeah that just by the process of going through it, yeah. it will be a demonstration that generates a lot of value gotcha. so that you yourself will be interested in, in, in buying. Well, at least that's the idea. Yeah. Okay, whether we execute, whether we're able to achieve that is, uh, yeah. remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Uh, what's the URL where people can check out Leadshook? Uh, leadshook.com. Leadshook.com. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, man. Nick, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank and, you. And uh, yeah, let's uh, get back to hanging out here in uh, Encinitas. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the WP Elevation podcast as much as I did. Again, I just feel very blessed and lucky to be sitting in this amazing setting, talking to my mates about online business and masterminding with each other and making these episodes of the podcast for you. And please subscribe to the podcast. Go to wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us an honest rating and review. It really helps us come up in the search results and get the message out to more WordPress consultants. Uh, We look forward to seeing you next week on the WP Elevation podcast. Until then, go elevate.